sometimes against overwhelming odds. It makes me proud to say that out loud, it really does. But this book is about much more than that. It's also the story of a young Australian country girl's dream and how that dream was achieved. It's the story of a journey. It's the story of me, Patria Thomas, the real me. The me that most people don't know and possibly wouldn't even imagine exists. At times, my life has been a very dark place where I've struggled to cope and found it hard to find the strength to carry on. And I'm not talking about swimming. I'm talking about life, day-to-day -day existence. It has been this most simple and pure of things that's posed the biggest and most frightening challenge I've ever faced. There have been days, terrifying moments, when I've thought I'd be better off dead. I've come extremely close to trying to end it all. I've thought about suicide and even hurt myself to rid myself of the pain and despair I've been mired in. That's how close I've come to the ultimate edge. Only a very desperate cry for help and the support of some wonderful people saw me live on to fight another day. Fortunately, I'm one of the lucky ones. I've lived to tell the tale and hopefully what I have to tell might go some way to helping others who find themselves in the same lonely and desperate state of mind that I was once in. I've suffered a clinical disease throughout my swimming career. What is that disease? It's depression. Swimming helped me pull through, but it has also compounded the problem. My ability to swim and the talent I have for competing have been a double-edged sword. They have helped and hindered, healed me and even caused me pain. I am often asked how I can stand on the blocks in an Olympic final with the whole world watching me and not shake like a leaf. The answer is surprisingly simple. I'm in my comfort zone. Swimming and competing at the highest level has been my life. I trained hard, I prepared solidly for the challenge ahead and I knew that I had the talent and ability to go out and be the best I could be. Sometimes I won, sometimes I lost. I was never afraid of the challenge. Life on dry land, however, has been a different kettle of fish. That's when I'm out of my comfort zone. That's when I struggle to fit in and get on. Putting my story down is the hardest thing I have ever done. I'm scared to death of what will happen when it is read. For the first time in my life, I am opening myself up for everyone to see. I hope the people who mean the most to me, the people who have been there for me over the years, realise that swimming against the tide is for them and is my way of saying thank you. There are so many to thank. Clark Perry, Peter Blanche and Warren MacDonald are three wonderful people whom I admire and respect immensely. Without their support and friendship, I don't know where my life would be today. These three men believed in me when I didn't believe in myself, and I will be eternally in debt to them. My mum and friend Denise, Stacy, my sister, and Alan, my father. My home coach, Stan Tilly. My Australian Institute of Sport, AIS, coaches. Despite the tough times, many. The tears, too many. And tribulations, way too many. Jim Fowley. Gennady Turetsky. Mark Regan, Glenn Berengen, and of course Don Talbot. My mates at the AIS, past and present, including Marilyn Dixon, my surrogate mum away from home, 
Helena Bryant, the surrogate mother of all the AIS swimmers, Laurie Munns, Judy Young, Linda McKenzie, Michael Klim, Kim O'Sullivan and Nicole Taylor. To Susie O'Neill, Ian Thorpe, Grant Hackett, Gian Rooney, Kieran Perkins and Dan Kowalski, just to name a few of my wonderful Australian swimming teammates over 12 years, you were inspirational to be around and it was an honour to swim with you all. To Dr Desmond Bocker and Dr Kim Slater, two surgeons of the highest standard, I owe you so much. And last, but by no means least, my husband and soulmate, Julian Jones, who has weathered a storm at times and knows me like no one else. The fact that I am here today and I have the confidence to tell this story is because of you, Jules. I hope that what is written within these pages in some way helps those of you out there who don't feel happy with life. Remember that you are never alone and that there is always someone who cares. My story of overcoming injury, illness and never losing sight of my dreams will hopefully inspire you to never give up on yourself or your ambitions and goals. To the fantastic people I have been lucky enough to have in my life, thank you. The faith you have all had in me as both an athlete, but more importantly as a person, has been my driving force. I hope that you all feel part of my successes in the pool and my happiness out of it. Patria Thomas, Canberra, January 2005. Part One, The Early Years. Chapter One, Making a Splash in Mullumbimby. For someone who would make a name for themselves for their quick starts off the blocks, the baby that was causing its mother so much worry and pain at Lismore Hospital on Saturday the 23rd of August 1975 was slow to make its entrance. Labour had been unusually hard and painful for 28-year-old Denise Thomas. The difficulties had been caused by her baby being positioned face up in the womb and two intense and emotion-charged days would follow Denise's arrival by ambulance at the hospital. Finally, on a surprisingly warm Monday morning, 25th of August 1975, Denise Thomas gave birth to a very jaundiced and very orange baby girl. She was pretty stubborn about coming out, and she's kept that stubborn streak all her life, says Denise. It was a bit worrying at the time. I didn't know whether there was something wrong with her which was stopping her coming. So it was a huge relief when she finally arrived, and she was fit and healthy, despite being the same colour as the quilt on the bed. It was a traumatic start to what would be an extraordinary life. Denise knew exactly what she wanted to call her new baby. She would name her daughter after a beautiful purple flowering vine, the Petraea volubilis purple wreath. It was an unusual name for a girl who would one day take the swimming world by storm. The baby's name was Patria Ann Thomas. When Denise brought her new arrival home to 19 Fern Street, Mullumbimby was a colourful place, a hippie hangout, where young families from all over the tropical northern New South Wales region had flocked to settle, attracted not only by the laid-back and mellow lifestyle, 
but especially the cheap land and housing. It was the kind of place where you could live easily and in relative comfort on very little money. Ideal for Denise and Alan Thomas, who had two young daughters to feed and clothe. I'm not sure you could class us as poor, but we were by no means well off, says the now 58-year-old Denise. Money was always in short supply, but like many others, we managed to get by. And while it was by no means easy, the girls never lacked the essentials. Stacy was four years old when her baby sister Patria arrived, and she became someone the youngest girl looked up to in those lazy, hazy days of the early years. As they grew up, the two little girls became close friends, playing together on the street and in the fields around their small house and sharing a bedroom. Most of the time their playing together was just that, two girls kicking about outdoors in the street with nothing else on their minds but having fun. At times a rivalry would develop between the pair, and as Patria grew older the Thomas sisters would become increasingly competitive. Patria was always a little more competitive and determined than Stacy, Denise says. I suppose that might have been because she was the baby. But there was something about her even then that made her want to win. While Stacy would compete with her sister sometimes, invariably she'd grow tired of doing battle over a game of marbles and leave her sister to it. It wasn't me giving up and letting her win, says Stacy. It didn't matter what we did or what we played. She always wanted to win. While the girls played, their father, Alan, spent his days working at the S.J. Walker Meatworks in Byron Bay. It was a job that paid little and offered even smaller prospects. But it didn't bother Alan Thomas. He'd been brought up with a...